Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sean O'Hara is here, NFL Network Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Sean O'Hara60. You can see Sean every Wednesday on NFL Network's NFL Playbook, 6.30 Eastern Time. He joins us now. Sean, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. I'm doing well, man. Good to have you back. And My good pleasure. to have football back. Yeah, sure is. All right, talk to me about the giant offensive line. Um, I tell you, I think this offensive system, is, is, number one, is much more of a professional football offense. Uh, I think they're going to be allowed to be a little more physical. Um, they, they, this offense is, is night and day compared to what we've seen the last few years. So I, I think this offensive line, as individuals, it, it's it's better. Uh, Nate Solder, obviously, is... Um, is, is a pure left tackle. Uh, I really like what he's done so far. He's got long arms. He, he does a great job of setting the width of the pocket. I can't wait to see Will Hernandez. Um, he's a little wrecking ball. Yep. Um, and I, I think he's going to add a big dimension. John Hall feisty Hall-Kio, guy too. Feisty guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a good mindset. You know, he's uh, he's got a good demeanor. That, that you always want at least a, one or two. Uh, you know, I call them you know the, the the dirty dirty guys. But yep. It's not it's not playing dirty. It's just kind of playing with that mindset. So. You know, my, my big question mark is still just on the right side. Uh, Patrick right. Omame played left guard in Jacks for the last couple of years to transition to right guard. But Eric Flowers, um, he looked better against the Jets. I thought he used his hands really well. He did a good job with his punch, so so that looked better and improved. The run game is still – he still struggles with that. So, um, I'm you know, this group is still going to need time. Week one, they're not going to come out of the gates, and certainly not against Jacksonville and, you know, run for 200 yards. But I think this group is already better. The one thing that jumps out at you already, and you've seen it in the preseason, much more play-action pass and not just, you know, I mean, this is move-the-pocket stuff. So Eli's not setting up in the same exact spot. If you throw the ball 35 times, he's not standing in the same spot every time. They're moving him around um, much more, you know, bootlegs, nakeds, um, you know, draw action, play action stuff, which really helps. Short yard is they're going to put the tight, they're blocking tight end on the left side and run left, right? I would run behind Will Hernandez and Nate Solder. That's all what day I long. figured, right, right. So, so you would figure third and one, they're going left most of the time, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I would think so. I mean, now, I, would, I would expect that. What do you think of the center spot? Here, here's the only kicker with that is because it, the one thing that Eric Flowers really struggles with in the run game is being on the backside. One of the toughest blocks for any tackle is blocking that three technique on the backside because he right. knows it. By the second quarter, he knows the calls. He's got a feel for it. So you've got to have a great first step, which he doesn't. So I could see them starting the play. to the, You run right, and then basically you're setting up the cutback with – 
Will Hernandez and Nate Solar doing a great job on the backside. So that's one thing that they could do. All right, Jet offensive line to protect the kid. Uh, again, they're going to come under a lot of scrutiny there. They're kind of a you know an unsung bunch. Not terrible, not great. Uh, what do you think about the Jet line? You know, it's they don't really have anybody that wows you, like you mentioned. Um, I think this offense, though, what we've seen from the preseason, that ball comes out quick. Uh, a lot of quick short passes. Um, I don't expect them to be back there asking Sam Darnold to – in max protection to hold the ball for five seconds and to have these big developing pass plays. Um, I, I, I think for that group, you know, their, their biggest thing is they just can't get behind the chains. They'll be okay if they can, you know, on first down production, they can keep, a, keep ahead of things and keep it in, in second and third and short. But, look, I played with rookie quarterback before, you know, Eli's first year. And, and when the defensive coordinators and when the guys see the young buck in there, doesn't matter who it is. They're bringing the heat, and they're going to change up the blitzes. They want to. They want to know if you could put out the fire, um, and if they get home on a blitz, you can bet you're going to see it three or four times. You know before they they call off the dogs. Yeah, the kids. He's pretty. He's 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 got a lot of composure. He's really cool under the pressure. He really is. I mean, that's one of his real strengths. He he seems to be you know able to handle that stuff. Uh, and we'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch. I've been impressed with his poise. Um, I think his decision-making has been really good. And, and when he decides, hey, look, this is where I'm going with the ball, he lets it rip. You know, there's no real hesitation. He's not back there burping the baby or no. pump-faking it. But he also he, he can get out of trouble with his feet. And, and I think that's an asset to a young quarterback and certainly to an offensive line that, that are, are still cutting their teeth. How about, Sean, when you're talking with Sean, how you can watch him each week on the NFL Network. Uh, when you take a player out of a great line, and like, say, in Dallas, where you have the the injury to, to their center, uh, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. He's got, obviously, a, a serious illness. Um, when they take an undrafted guy and put him at center with a bunch of studs, with a bunch of stars, uh, can they absorb that guy, or can he make it a very tough situation for them? Well, you're talking to an undrafted center uh, as well, right, so I'd but... like to think that he can, you know, he can represent well. Um, Joe Looney is... You know, look, he's been in this offense. I think he's been in the league for six years. So, you know, he's not a rookie. He's played enough football. Uh, he was kind of their extra old lineman last year and, and played tight end in, in short yardage goal on situations. So he knows all the calls. You know, the, the question is always the, the, the snap, the shotgun snaps. How's he going to handle that on third down? Um, I think Looney will be okay. And physically, I think he can handle all that. You got a rookie in Connor Williams playing next to him yep. and then Zach Martin. Dallas, for years, has been the best combo-blocking O-line. When it was DeMarco Murray three years ago, when it was Ezekiel Elliott leading the league two years ago, a lot of their big runs and the way that they won a lot of football games was with the combination blocks. You know, not pulling a guard, but just downhill, hip-to-hip. That comes with chemistry. That comes with continuity. So that's really where, where I could see it having an effect the fact that Travis Frederick's not there, he and Zach Martin were one of the best. And Yo, he ran right. absolutely. I mean, Zach Martin, I think, is the best lineman in the league. I think he's, you know, they, they don't get any better than that guy. He's yeah, a great he's phenomenal. Player. So yeah. I think, you know, that run game aspect, um, you know, that's going to be something to look at. I think also just because that's what they're made on. They have to have that. They got to be second and two, th- third and two. That's their game. Yeah, that's what they want to be, and and I think that's you know that's look. I tell you, wear down defenses. So 
Uh, there's that, and then I think, you know, from a communication standpoint, he knows what he's doing. It's just him and Dak being on the same page. And then the one thing that sometimes happens for veteran guys, when you get a rookie next to you, you get so worried about telling him what to do and making sure he remembers a snap count that you mess yourself up <laughs> and you end up, you know, having a mental assignment or, or you make a mistake because you're so worried about helping out the young buck. How about the Saints? Everyone's raving about their offensive line. You think it's as good as everyone says? Yeah, I like the Saints. I like that offense is so conducive. Obviously, last year they were much more balanced with Alvin Kamara um, and marking or that one-two punch. But Drew Brees does such a great job climbing the pocket, moving around. For a guy that's you know limited in height, he just makes so many great throws and does a great job of moving around. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if if they can pull it all together. I think Ryan Ramchek was a great pickup for them at right tackle. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be fun to watch that NFC South battle over that division. You know, the other thing is, uh, it's funny, um, not a lot of people haven't talked about it, but, you know, uh, if one team has given uh, Brady some problems, it's it's Houston. Now, they got Watt back, and they have Merciless, who I think is the most underrated guy in the league, and they have Clowney, and those guys, they drove Brady crazy, and now you got all of them supposedly healthy. I know Merciless got a little bit of a hamstring, but if you got all them, how about blocking those guys? Yeah, and, and they've got a new left tackle in Trent Brown who, who really played right tackle for the 49ers, so um, that's going to be a great matchup to watch. Jadavian Clowney versus... Trent Brown, and then when they put J.J. Watt and Jadavian on the same side, look out. Um, I, I think early on for the Patriots, and this is kind of their calling card, they love to start out the game with a bunch of quick throws. They get the running back involved, and it's a lot of just, let's just get the ball out quick. We don't want Tom taking any big hits early on. Um, but Houston, they've always done a great job with their five down fronts. They move guys around. Mike Vrabel did it a ton last year. He had, uh, you know, um, he had Clowney inside, yeah. J.J. Watt inside, Whitney Merciless lined up over the center. They really got pressure up in those A-gaps by putting Merciless on the center. He's got a great spin move. Merciless is unbelievable. Uh, He's a yeah, tremendous guy. So that defense, you know, certainly, I mean, if they can find a way to, to, to get to Tom, obviously that's the way to get him off his mark. But Yeah, I would think that would be interesting. And he doesn't have Edelman, you know, so, and that team gave him a lot of fits. I wonder if they're going to be able to block them. Yeah, I think the one thing that they do a great job of is, you know, when they bring in their two and three tight end packages, they can really mix it up. And I think Tom Brady, he runs the no huddle better than anybody in the league right now. And he waits until he gets you in the right mismatch. You bring in base personnel and he's got, they run the ball for two plays. And then he goes no huddle and he spreads you out with Gronk and with their running backs. And now they get these great matchups. You know, you get James, you get Lewis, um, not those James White one on one with a linebacker that's a huge mismatch. Rex Burkhead we really um, you know last year before he got hurt he was a big part of it so that's going to be interesting to see and then uh, you know Deshaun Watson look they scored 33 points week three last year and uh, they hung, they hung tough in there so it'll be interesting to see you know if he can keep up with Tom. Yeah no that's going to be an interesting game it really will I mean that game could stand if the Texans ever upset in week one that's going to stamp the Texans and the Giants see them in week three after they see the Cowboys in week two so that's going to be interesting there we're talking with Sean O'Hara what team in the NFC you have one team that you think comes out out of this whole muddle of teams in the NFC right now well 
I mean, when you look at what they did in the off season with the draft and and bringing guys in, I mean, I I would have thought Atlanta would have looked better last Atlanta's night. Atlanta's going to be good if they just can straighten out the. I mean, they do everything except win. I mean, my God, the red zone stuff is just ridiculous. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. Listen, the, the, I remember when we won the Super Bowl in 2007. We came back in 08. We opened up the Wednesday night kickoff game and we beat Washington like 13 to nine. And everybody said, oh, man, you guys look terrible. And, you know, we were just knocking the rust off. I'll tell you one of the toughest things to do is it's tough to get geeked up for a regular season game when you go out in the playoff and you play in those big games and the Super Bowl. So there's a little bit of a, you know, knocking the rust off. You know, we went on to go 12-4 and that year. So I think Atlanta will be okay. Um, I just don't like that the fact that they struggled up front. And, you know, the timing, the passing game, all that stuff comes with reps. Uh, but they, you know, listen, that's why they lost the game last year. Devontae Freeman had seven rushing yards last year in that playoff game. And, again, he, they struggled to get him going. So uh, I think Atlanta's poised. I, I really like the Saints. I like their balance. Um, you know, when you when you look at, at the NFC East. You, you like know, Minnesota? I, I like Minnesota. Their defense, I mean, their defense is scary. Um, you know, and really from front to back, there really is no weakness. Um, I think offensively. I'm curious to see how Kirk Cousins does in this offense. John DeFilippo is going to be a huge factor up there. And I think he's a he's a really smart young coach. I can't wait to see some of the wrinkles that he may bring in. You know, he was in Philly last year, um, and I think he's got kind of a very similar scheme and mindset to what Doug Peterson is doing down there. Uh, I think they're going to really open it up with Kirk Cousins. And what did you say about the NFCs? What team do you think emerges? You know, to me, the big question mark is Washington. What are they doing down there? Because you know, nobody talking about, about them. They're raving about the quarterback. They really, they like him. Supposedly, they like him a lot. I mean, Alex Smith is a stud, and he takes care of the football. Uh, he's not going to lose you the game. So I, I just, if Jordan Reed can stay healthy, I think that that offense. He's is, never healthy. That's a big hurt. question mark. He's on the injured list every week. Yeah, the guy's a great him. player. He is a wonderful player, but he's always banged up. Yeah, they were calling him Mr. Glass for a while there because uh, every single time he got out there, something happened. But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I can't wait to see what the Giants do. You know, it's it's a tough first draw, but the NFC East, when you look at at how talented it is, um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's probably one of the most talented divisions in the, in the NFL right now. And I think when you look at all the quarterbacks, you know, every single team. Can, has a guy that can win it in the fourth quarter, and each, each and every one of those games, I think he's going to come down to the wire. So uh, I, 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 I like what the Giants have. You know, they just got to put it all together. Um, but I'm really curious to see Washington. All right, well, listen, thanks. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again. Uh, good luck with the shows this year, and uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate right, it very much. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Sean. Sean O'Hara, you can see him on the NFL Network each week. we still got a lot to do. We'll squeeze in a couple of calls. We'll also got picks to do for week number one, so stay tuned.